Hello, dear listener. This is the first interview episode, and today we will be talking about the Papillon project, a product-as-a-service business model in Belgium. Contrary to most other product-as-a-service models, it follows a B2B2C structure with a 10-year contract duration, helping poor people to have one less worry in life. My name is Patrick Hübscher and this is Circularity FM, the podcast about understanding, building and managing circular business models. Sustainability has an environmental, social and economic dimension. But it's not that common to find elements of all three dimensions in a single business model. Yet, the Poppy Long project is one of these few cases. Today, I'm giving a very warm welcome to Bruno Vermeusen, who initiated and manages Papillon. Bruno, can you tell us a bit about Papillon? Yeah. Well, the Papillon project is a, uh, a rental project um, where we rent large freestanding household appliances um, to people in poverty. So, a very well-defined target group um, and the reason for that target group is that people living in poverty, they also need household appliances. They need a fridge, they need a washing machine, uh, they need a tumble dryer or a freezer. Um, but they, unfortunately, they don't have the money to buy themselves um, efficient appliance, a modern efficient appliance. Most of the time, those people, um, they have appliances at home, but most of they are secondhand or refurbished appliances, completely outdated, still working, but outdated, using too much energy and too much water, which increases, of course, their energy and water bills. Um, and so the, the purpose of the project is to offer the people the opportunity to have access to quality appliances of the brand Bosch um, with high energy efficiency and low water consumption at an affordable price. And that is a rental price because uh, also those people, they cannot afford, um, let's say, to get a loan at the bank to buy new appliances because most of the time they are already uh, heavily indebted and they, they, they cannot get access to loans. Um, but let's say those people have the opportunity and the possibility, let's say, to pay a monthly fee below 10 euro um, to rent an efficient appliance. And that is exactly what we do. So we offer those people um, access to high efficient Bosch appliances um, at a rental fee below 10 euro. It varies between seven and nine euros a month in average. Um, and that includes an offer, um, a full service offer over a period of time of 10 years. So that means we deliver the appliance, we install it, we guarantee the service of that appliance over a period of time of 10 years. And at the end of the contract, we pick up the appliance at the family and we take it back to BSH. So that is um, what the Papillon project does. Nice. A really focused offering. Can you tell us a bit more about the products you're offering and how they're priced? Yeah, we have a limited offer of appliances. Um, we have 10 types of appliances in our offer, um, which are distributed over five uh, product categories. So we are offering two washing machines, 
two tumble dryers, uh, three different fridges, one freezer, and two dishwashers. So in total, 10 appliances, um, all very efficient, of course. Um, In the washing machines, we have different capacities. We have different capacities in uh, tumble dryers, and we have, uh, let's say, a freestanding fridge, so full fridge. We have a bottom freezer, and we have a top freezer in the offer, and two different capacities of dishwashers. And as I said before, uh, the price varies between 7 and 9 euros in average, yes. And there's only one contract duration. It's always one contract duration. It's always 10 years. Um, This was an agreement that we have made with our partner. So we're not doing this alone. We do this with a partner. And the partner is a social enterprise. And together with them, we decided to have only one type of contract, which is a contract, full service contract over a period of time for 10 years and um, very easy fee, uh, rental fee payments. Uh, at the beginning, we we thought that we would have a decreasing fee over time uh, or varying fees over time. And they said, it's all too complicated for the target group. Keep it simple. Keep the fee constant over a period of time of 10 years. That is a very clear message to those people. They don't have to think. They have other worries, uh, much more important worries that, that, that are people that are actually surviving every day. So let them focus up uh, on the worries that are really important for them. And let's take away as much worries from them uh, with respect to their household appliances. And that is actually also the baseline of our project. Um, and the baseline is 10 years without worries. Oh, great. So who is then owning the customer contract? Is it you? No. Um, Actually, what we have done is we have a framework agreement um, with the social enterprise. Uh, The social enterprise is called Samenlevingsopbouw West Vlaanderen, and this was Flemish. (laughs) Um, So we have a framework agreement with them, and actually BSH rents the appliances to the social enterprise, and the social enterprise rents them to the families in poverty. Um, So they have the contract with the families um, and we have a kind of, as BSH, we have a kind of license agreement with the end users, which means that the end user, when we come and deliver and install the appliance, confirms that he has understood um, the correct use of the appliance, that he he knows how to maintain the appliance, how to clean the appliance, uh, and how how to correctly use the appliance, and what to do in case of problems. And this is a kind of license agreement that they sign um, so that, let's say, we have a kind of proof of understanding from them how to correctly use the appliance. This in case something happens and uh, our service engineer would, for example, uh, notice that um, the defect at the appliance is due to misuse of the appliance or not cleaning the appliance, Um, then, of course, if a repair has to be done, that repair is not covered by the contract. But all other repairs that may or, or defects that may occur during normal use of the appliance is covered by the contract and will not have to be paid by the end user. So it remains a product as a service, but provided through a partner. What motivates the partner to offer that solution? Yeah, so the motivation of the partner is to help people to get out of poverty. Um, And especially to help them get out of um, energy poverty. Because poverty is a very complex 
thing. Yeah? It, 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 it is due to too high debts. It is due to um, the lack of access to decent dwellings uh, with only a low level of insulation, yeah, where a lot of um, where they have a lot of heating costs, um, and where they are also using appliances uh, that use way too much energy. So, and that social enterprise is not only focusing on household appliances. They they do a kind of energy scans. Um, at the people's dwellings. So they look at what kind of windows do they have? Is the roof insulated? What about the walls? Um, is the house badly ventilated? Um, what kind of appliances do they use? Do they, they do a complete energy scan? And then they um, determine together with the families where the highest potential is and which is affordable by uh, the family in question. And very often, um, the first measure that they take is replacing outdated energy uh, wasting appliances and replacing them with new efficient ones uh, under the Papillon project. Um, so that is the purpose of our partner, helping the people to get out of this energy poverty. And then of course, at the same time, uh, indirect, indirectly contributing to the reduction of CO2 emissions uh, because, of course, more energy-efficient appliances indirectly uh, emit less uh, CO2. For the user, it's all about saving money because of lower energy use and water consumption? Yes, um, that's the main purpose, is uh, reducing the, the energy bill and the water bill. And the second one is, let's say, um, avoiding additional worries for them. Yeah? The biggest problem is when they buy an appliance, let's say that they have managed to gather the money to buy a new appliance, but then when it breaks down, they again face a cost, the cost of repair. And that's again a surprise for them. It's an unexpected cost, which is very difficult for them to get the money again. So with our program, with the Papillon project, they don't have to worry. If it breaks down, BSH service engineer comes by, repairs it, and it's all covered by their rental fee. So we give them less uh, to worry about so that they can concentrate on what is really important for them. And that is, that is of course, taking care of their family. How do you handle the risk of non-payments? Is this an issue for you or for your partner? Uh, for BSH, it is not an issue. Um, <clears throat> we have in the uh, framework agreement with uh, the social enterprise, um, And it was offered by the social enterprise, so we didn't even ask for it, but they offered us a payment guarantee. Um, so that means that um, the social enterprise pays us once a year all the rental fees that they have collected or that they should have collected uh, to BSH. And they guarantee us that payment. So for us as BSH, there is no payment risk. The payment risk is entirely taken over by the social enterprise. And they did that on a voluntary basis. And the explanation was very simple. They say, we have experience in dealing with this specific target group of people. So we are used what to do when the payment, when they fail to do the payments. Yeah? So they take the entire risk on them. And we must say that the non-payment rate is very low. Yeah. Um, even in comparison with other existing 
um, rental or leasing uh, programs uh, that we know, where there is kind of um, yeah uncertainty about the payment and there is a certain level of unpayments or non-payment. Um, in our case, it is very low. So the risk also for the social enterprise is very low and they have a fund they have raised the fund within the social enterprise that is able to cover payment difficulties um, by uh, by the families uh, which participate in uh, in the project nice that makes it not only a circular business but also a social business right yes it is of course for the social enterprise it is of course a social business yeah for bsh We are the partner, let's say, in the social activity, which is the main focus of our partner, of course. And the project for BSH is important from, uh, from an environmental point of view and from an economical point of view. Uh, from an environmental point of view, of course, we started this project because of implementation of circularity principles. Um, having access over the entire life cycle of the product allows us to take measures um, which cover the basic elements of the circular economy principles. That is, first of all, extending the lifetime of our appliances through repair, but also through maintenance, which is then correctly done by the end user, um, but also doing uh, lifetime extension through reuse. At the end of the contract, the appliances are 10 years old. For BSH appliances, for Bosch appliances, that's way below the average lifetime. So we take them back at the end of the contract, 10 years. We do a kind of refurbishment, you can call it. Yeah? We clean them. We replace worn out parts. Uh, maybe there is a defect. Um, and then we, we fix the appliance. And then we are able to reintroduce them into the Papillon project again as reused appliances or refurbished appliances. Or we can uh, bring them into other channels in other projects that we may have uh, developed uh, by then. Actually, We are already doing this today. We are bringing into the Papillon project, of course, mainly new appliances, but we also bring in refurbished appliances. So appliances that come out of the waste stream that are still energy efficient, of course, that we have refurbished and we bring them also in the Papillon uh, project, not for a period of 10 years, but for a period of five years with a lower fee. Yeah. Um, so these are the elements. And then, of course, if we... Uh, take back appliances from the project um, after 10 years or maybe after 15 years or maybe after 20 years, uh, depends, um, where we then judge, okay, these appliances, they can, they can no longer be refurbished. Then, of course, we will, first of all, try to do some component harvesting, yeah? taking out still usable parts of the appliance for, for example, repair or refurbishment of, of, of other appliances. And if that is not possible, then, we, of course, we will recycle the appliances and we will do the recycling, of course, to the uh, according to the highest European standards um, that are available in order to close material loops. Yeah? So in, in order to reintroduce the secondary raw materials that come out of these appliances back again uh, into the uh, production processes hopefully of BSH, if not, if not from BSH, from other industries, of course. And with that, we covered the two main elements of the circular economy principles, extension of lifetime, and secondly, closing material loops. I can imagine that there are more consumers or partners interested in this service. Do other organizations reach out to you wanting to implement this model as well? 
yes, the the, the demand is, is is very high. Um, we receive demands from uh, similar uh, social enterprises uh, here in Belgium yeah, to to start up the same kind of project also with them. Uh, and recently, I was contacted by the federal administration here in Belgium, um, federal administration of the Ministry of Economy, um, who is also interested uh, in the project and uh, who asked me um, whether we would be interested in participating in a general tendering procedure organized by the federal administration of the Ministry of Economy. Uh, so there is a, a broad interest, um, but we have made an agreement um, with our partner, a uh, kind of mutual exclusivity agreement, where our partner um, gives us the exclusivity um, uh, with the brand Bosch uh, to participate uh, in the Papillon project and where we give them uh, the exclusivity that they are the only social enterprise that we will use um, for the Papillon project. But what we are doing now, um, because we want to scale up the project, of course, and what we are doing now is we are developing a model um, where it is a kind of a franchising model. Now, it's maybe a heavy word for what it will then in the end be, but to make the principle clear. So that means that we as BSH, we will continue to work with our partner, with Samenlevingsopbouw West Vlaanderen, and the social partner is going to contact other social enterprises in Belgium and give them a kind of a franchising formula. Yeah? That means they get a contract between our partner and then the franchisee and um, or the franchise taker. And uh, what will happen is that the new social enterprises, they will have the possibility to contact families, to place orders in the Papillon project, but all the orders will come through our direct partner so that we as BSH, we have only one contact partner uh, for the whole of Belgium. So they will centralize all the orders and will send them the orders to BSH and we will then uh, organize the installation of the appliances. And the aim is that also the financial risk is under this franchise idea so that every social enterprise has to find its solution for guaranteeing the payments to BSH. This is a bit the concept that we are currently working on and we hope to get this ready, um, let's say, by the end of the year uh, so that we can go into the second phase uh, of the Papillon project and bringing more appliances uh, to people that really need them. I can't remember coming across anything similar to Papillon. What you're describing means that you must have a great relationship with your partner. Are there any prerequisites to making this work? The prerequisite for, for, for the relationship to make it successful is, um, is a relationship that is based on mutual trust. Um, and um, we must say that Maybe it's typically Belgian, I don't know. Um, pragmatism um, is also something that, that really helps. Um, finding solutions together. Yeah? Um, they have their world in which they are operating and which they know very well. And we have our world in which we are operating and which we know pretty well. 
um, they find solutions for their world. We need to find solutions from our in our world. Yeah, and and that has to be based on mutual trust. So we have to trust what they promise us. They have to trust what we promise them. You can try to fix that in an in an in a contract, yeah, and and you can put a lot of things in a contract. But if there is no trust, even with a contract, it will be very difficult to make it work. And that is this combination of mutual trust, contract, and pragmatism. And we see that from both sides. And we are both very strong believers in this project. And that is what brings it forward. And that is what makes this uh, collaboration with our partner so great, actually, and also simple, because we are both very pragmatic. And that is, uh, I think, the the, the, the key to the success. Mm -hmm. Since building and maintaining trust depends on the people involved, can you give me an idea of the number of people involved on both sides of the partnership? Uh, on BSH side, I'm coordinating the project. And of course, uh, we have our legal counsel that is involved for everything which is related uh, to the contracts. Uh, then, of course, we have people in the uh, in the administration for the uh, registry of the orders and for doing uh, the registration of, of the assets. Um, so controlling accounting is involved. Uh, there's one of two people. And then, of course, the service department, which is a very important department um, because uh, all the installations are done by our own service engineers yeah? so all the logistics is being done by the service engineers um, and there is one person who is coordinating the whole thing so he's receiving the orders and then is organizing uh, the scheduling of the of the technicians the service engineers is preparing all the necessary documents that have to accompany the appliances when they are ready for delivery so there are a few people let's say between five seven people um, within bsh that are involved in this um, and then of this from the side of the of the social enterprise there's also the project leader um, he is actually in the startup phase of the Papillon project, he is also the one that gets in contact with the families, that does the energy scans, and uh, that decides together with the families which appliances um, would be the most appropriate for them. He also places the order uh, at BSH, and then there is one person who is doing the administrative uh, follow-up, so the the payments, uh and 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 all that kind of stuff so from their side it's two three people um, that are involved and these are the people that need to trust each other quite well yes yes so we we have regular follow-up meetings we have we have regular follow-up meetings um with the people from from the social enterprise um we do them mostly together with me as i am coordinating for bsh and when we together we we discuss about where our difficulties where our problems what can we do better and then we adapt and we change the processes uh, in order to continuously improve uh, everything and um, that works works very very well okay nice let's look a little further ahead For many business owners, growth is a relevant goal. What instruments can you use to grow your customer base? Yeah, first of all, the the, the next wave, uh, the second phase of the the Papillon project uh, will be done by including more social enterprises um, in the project. As I said, under this franchising idea. Um, 
We have scheduled now for the second phase 500 additional appliances. And I think it will be no problem at all um, to distribute those 500 appliances over the interested social enterprises um, uh, in Flanders. So it's one half of Belgium. We started in Flanders and we will now extend in Flanders. And maybe in the third phase, we will extend to the whole of Belgium. Um, but those 500 appliances, I don't see any problem in distributing them over the different um, social enterprises. Of course, and this is uh, important, the potential is high in Belgium. Yeah? So we know, we ha I had a student uh, last year who did some research on this, and we know that um, in Belgium there are approximately 314,000 families living in poverty. So that's the potential. Yeah? Um, if they would take, every family would take only one appliance, that would be 314,000 appliances of potential. Yeah, so that's huge. Um, so that is also why we are um, very careful in, let's say, expanding, extending the project uh, because it could explode right into our faces if we do not control it. Yeah? And that's what we try to do. We try to control it and we try to find the right way to approach this huge market which is available there. And that's why we do this stepwise approach. You know, we started with 100 appliances, which in the end became 130. Uh, now we are going for an extra 500 appliances. For sure, it will be 600, I can guarantee you. Um, and then in the third phase, we need to think about a different kind of platform um, uh, to to get access to this potential. Uh, but that is then for the third phase to think about how we will solve that. When we talk about growth, acquisition costs are an essential KPI. I feel the acquisition costs of Papillon are close to zero, or do you support that growth somehow? Oh, but, uh, yeah, we, we, we do very little marketing. Eh? Um, um, the marketing is done by our partner, of course, where we did some support, um, but You know, you cannot compare this with marketing budgets that you normally do uh, in, in, in regular business. Yeah? It, it, it's very simple. Um, it's very straightforward. Uh, it's not high gloss catalogs or, or, or whatever. It, it's all kept very simple. And the social enterprises are doing, uh, are doing the marketing. And we have the, uh, the word to mouth, um, um, which is, of course, also very important. Um, so the marketing is going from itself so it's it's actually it's pretty easy yeah don't have to do much effort uh, to find your clients well it's probably also because you're solving a pressing need of your target group yes exactly exactly Exactly. It is. It is. Sometimes it is great to hear um, when you talk to the service engineers that do the the installation of the appliances. Sometimes they come back and they have tears in their eyes uh, because they went to somebody um, who was actually crying because for the first time in his life he received a brand new refrigerator um, where he has never had a brand new refrigerator before. Yeah. So it's just, sometimes it's pretty emotional. Yeah. But that gives a lot of satisfaction also to the service engineers. Oh, this makes it hard to add any more questions. But let's stay personal for the final question. What is your goal with the Papillon project? Oh, my personal goal. Well, within the company, I am um, I'm, I'm I'm responsible for for circular economy. Yeah? Um, so uh, 
one of my roles is uh, to to contribute to the implementation of the circular economy principles within the within the company, and I think that this project is um, um, is, is is a very good uh, a very good test case, uh, so to speak, for BSH to um, to implement those principles and to learn. Um, especially to learn um, uh, what we as BSH can do better, yeah? especially in the conception of our appliances, yeah? because what we are doing now is we are using normal BSH appliances, which are also available in the shops for this circularity model. Um, but that should tell us, this project should tell us how we can improve our appliances to develop appliances which are made for such models. yeah, And that will lead to even more advantages to the end consumer and will lead to more advantages for BSH because we can reduce, for example, repair costs. Yeah, We can reduce, if we reduce repair costs, we automatically reduce logistical costs. Um, we can improve the materials that we have used in our appliances so that we can, let's say, uh, or, or even uh, in, in increase the repairability of our appliances and then in the end also improve the materials that we use in our appliances so that when we have to recycle them, that we can e more easily take them out and reuse them in the production of new appliances. So that is my main driver, of course, um, is to increase the circularity of our company um, to support the strategy which was uh, by our former CEO uh, promoted uh, to decouple our growth from resource use. And that is actually what is my main driver behind it. But what is so uh, great about this project is this social dimension. Yeah, And this social dimension um, fits so very well under the strategy of our mother, of our com mother company, Robert Bosch, um, that the combination of this, um, let's say, environmental aspect, social, um, economical aspect, and the social aspect makes this project really a great project to, uh, to work with. Bruno, thanks a lot for sharing your insights and experience. I'm sure that this will inspire others. You're very welcome. Well, this episode explored the Papillon project. If you want to know more about it, check out the link in the show notes. You can also send me questions and I will follow up with Bruno. We are both working at BSH and are in regular contact, so we will find some time to answer some more questions. The next episode will be with Simon from IKEA. Simon will share insights about the organizational dimension of circularity inside IKEA and about IKEA's approach towards measuring and enhancing the circularity of their products. Until then, please don't forget, the most abundant renewable resource is your imagination. My name is Patrick Hübscher and this is Circularity FM. The podcast about understanding, building and managing circular business models.